Hi, and welcome to my podcast, Ian Wallace. This is episode one, the first of many podcasts, and hopefully, you'll, again, you'll find them interesting and rewarding. I'm looking in this podcast about friendships and what friendships are. We look on Facebook and other platforms and we might have a thousand friends. Are they really friends? What is friends? How do we define a friendship? What's the many levels of friendship we can have? And I think that's a really interesting topic to look at. Friendships have different levels of connection. So you might have the Facebook friends where you've never really met anybody, talked to anybody. You might have shared some information online, but they will be classed as your friends. They're not necessarily friends that you're going to work with, understand, connect to, be informative about. They're just going to be people that's on some kind of platform that have a profile, maybe an avatar or a Facebook friends page that they can relate to. But they aren't going to be anybody you interact with on any emotional level or any deeper level. You're not going to possibly share any of your processes of the world with. You may do, dependent on how free and how comfortable you are with doing that on those platforms. But I'm looking at friendships where we actually physically connect, where we talk, where we share, where we have some kind of emotional uh, engagement with. We go through life working with different, what I would call, masks. So if you can imagine a face, an actor, an actress on the screen, on the stage, and they're portraying a character. They're portraying somebody who they're just mimicking, being told what they say, what they do. So that mask that they show us on the screen, on the stage, isn't them. They're not that person usually. They have a performance. They have a script. They have a way of being that they're told by the director or whoever gives them that input. That's a mask. It's not necessarily them fully. There may be aspects of them in it. There may be things that they have in their personal life that they bring to that performance, that kind of process. But they won't be showing you them. So I'm here, you know, today, showing you Ian Wallace. That's Ian Wallace, the counsellor, the podcaster, if you like, the messed up counsellor. That process is engaging. You're listening to me, you're looking at me. We are sharing some aspects of information, some aspects maybe of my personal life as we go through these podcasts. But you won't see Ian necessarily the person that connects to family, friends, social situations. So in that sense, I'm showing you a mask, a mask that I feel comfortable showing you. I feel engaging to be able to show you that mask. But if you were a closer friend, if you were somebody I spent time with, say, I don't know, playing sport or hobbies or those kind of things, then you would see some different aspects of Ian. You would see a more engaging, connected aspect. So that might be about a shared interest. We might be going to visit castles. So we might be sharing details about castles, about what we like about castles. 
the kind of hobby, the interest, Ian. But then there'll be a friend, Ian, who would connect differently and probably more engaging, more emotionally connected. So those friends might be people who we see once a week, once a month, twice a week. We're engaging in a, an area, a process, a situation that we feel comfortable with. As we work with that, um, I may share details of myself, my family, my hopes, my dreams, my problems, my situations. But I might have an area where I don't then tell you any more about me. So we may just engage on that platform, if you like. And then there'll be people I have closer relationships with, people maybe I've been around for a long period of time uh, or got very close to. And those people might be more involved with my difficulties in life, my problems. I might share details, maybe intimate details of my world and my life with them. And they're with me. It's usually a two-way street. It's not a one-way street. And those people would have more of a sense of Ian, more of a sense of who I am, what I do. Uh, they may give me input. They may give me advice. They may give me a different way of looking at the world. Their processes will be more engaging, more emotional. And then I might have family who are friends, who are closer, who I would have grown up with maybe, who I would have had sibling fights with maybe, and parental fights with maybe. And they would have shared a, probably a lot more of my world, my history, my depth, maybe even from when I was born. So even with family, we may have different masks. We show different people. I'm sure you know people in families that you see or have where you wouldn't necessarily go to them for advice because they would just give you their interpretation of the world and they wouldn't listen to your world. And there are people within families who we may never see because we've had some kind of disagreement or argument or altercation with or difference of opinion. And those processes mean that they would have more of me, more of my world, my life, more of my history, that shared history. And then I might have a partner, wife, husband, and they might get a lot more personal and closer to me because I might be living with them. I may be sharing every day with them, every morning, every night with them. And so they would have more of an understanding of maybe, you know, my illnesses, my issues, my problems, more in depth. The thing with those connections is that as we build those connections, as we get into those connections, as we go deeper into those connections, because we may have somebody that had a hobby and interest with us, we may have then connected with that person at a deeper level and gone to a friendship with them. We may then have gone from a friendship into a personal relationship with them. So they may get more and more and more of us as we grow through that process. But the thing with friendships is the more closer we get, the more vulnerable we become, the more they could, if they so wished, hurt us. So the very close relationships, the very personal relationships that we have, have always got a vulnerability with them. They have some aspect of fear that can this person 
Can I trust them? Can I share these details with them? Will they take advantage of them? Will they use them against us? Will they use them to control us, to manipulate us, so that we do what they want us to do? So those friendships have many aspects. And sometimes we don't know where we are in that connection. We don't know what that mask that we share, whether it's appropriate with the person we're sharing it with. Some people will give you all the details of their life, many, many things that have happened to them, personal things that they share with you. But that might make us more vulnerable. That might make us more unsure. And we might get into a situation where we've shared so much with somebody and we don't actually realise we've done it. We don't sometimes realise what we've said. And they then can respect and value it, which is really good, or they may not. So we may have shared a lot of things with them, but they may not have shared those things with us, which unbalances the situation of the friendship. And it takes it into two different masks, two different levels. They know a lot about us, our intimate details, our thoughts, our feelings, our emotions. But we may not know them as well. And those relationships sometimes end up with people being used, abused, controlled, manipulated. Because we've given us all of ourselves. And we then don't have any form of defence mechanism against it. Sometimes we can do that online. Sometimes we might never meet that person. And we can give them a lot of information about ourselves, which can be really scary because we may not actually know who they are. Nowadays, with media, with processes, avatars, pictures, we can take those things and we can make a presence for ourselves online, which actually is not us, but it's what we've produced in order to keep that process going of connection. And that's where, unfortunately, we get lots of problems online, certainly with younger children sometimes, where they don't understand the different aspects of friendships. They don't understand what those are. And that can be really awkward and sometimes even dangerous, as we see in the papers and the TV screens. Because we get hooked into seeing those people as friends. We get hooked into seeing those people of interested in us, interested in what we think, what we feel. They may want us to share different aspects of ourselves with them. And sometimes, as I say, that can be dangerous. So understanding masks, understanding what level of friendship I want out of this connection is really important that we don't overstep those boundaries and overstep those processes and give people too much of ourselves without knowing that we can trust them with that. So when we look at friendships and we look at masks and we look at things that connect or disconnect us, our process is always going to be risk assessed. And if we risk assess, is it okay to say this about these people? Is it okay to talk about that person? Is it okay to talk about ourselves? You could have a shared conversation with somebody that you think you can trust. And I'm sure you have. Whereby they've taken that information and they've told that person that you were talking about 
something that you shared, which was a one-on-one, and now that person is aware of what's been said. And that process means that we've probably shared too much. We probably haven't got the right mask on for that person. And that happens to everybody, young people, old people. I've certainly done that in the past, given people information, situation, scenarios, which they've used it against me. And that sometimes had major consequences. So that process isn't something that we ever get right. But we have to do some kind of assessment as to whether it's okay or not okay. And then we can kind of take that. Now, if we go through a process where we've given that person some information and they've used it against us in some kind of way, we will then kind of hopefully use that experiential knowledge of that situation to scenario to kind of make it an easier process to risk assess the next connection we may have. You know, we don't put our hand in the fire twice. We learn, hopefully, and develop, hopefully, from our experiential knowledge, our understanding, our process of connection. And once we learn, then we develop, we grow, we become. And that experiential knowledge, hopefully, makes it easier for us to have better quality relationships, friendships, understand which mask we're showing and which one is appropriate. It's really hard once you've shown a mask to then take that mask away and to remove it and show a a less connected mask. Once we've shown that mask, it's very hard to go back because naturally they know things about us. So when we have those personal relationships, those intimate relationships, that's probably going to be the closest mask that we will have. Not always. We may have friends who are that close. They know everything about us and us about them, which is a good thing. It's a shared process. But intimate partners, that's where the vulnerabilities of relationships occur because they know so much about us, they understand so much about us, that that's the really scary stuff from an emotional point of view, and that keeping ourselves safe emotionally is the insecurity, the fear of rejection, as I said. And that fear of rejection sometimes moves those boundaries, those masks, to show more of us because we're scared that the person's not going to be interested in us, they're going to leave us, they're not going to connect with us in the same way. So sometimes we show more masks because of that fear, that fear of rejection and that insecurity that that gives us. So when you're looking at friendships... Try to see it in that process of masks. Is the mask appropriate? Is it one that is okay to work with? Does it make me feel vulnerable? Does it make me feel scared? There's always going to be some fear of anything new, anything different. 
and that scared, unsure, anxious feeling is not necessarily a bad thing. But if it stops us being the person we want to be, or should be, or like to be, then that process means it's not necessarily the appropriate mask to show. So when you see friendships, try and say I see these different layers of friendships, these different masks, these different ways of working. And then see whether or not you're in charge of that mask. See whether the mask you've given them is the mask you wanted to give them. Do you feel comfortable with that mask, that closeness? Or do you want to move, change, alter it? As I say, it's hard to change and alter it once you've given somebody that different aspect of yourself. But there's always three positions with any decision in my world as a counsellor. The first one is that everything stays the same. When people want to change, that's not usually the most appropriate. The second is that all parties, both parties, whoever's engaged in that process of interconnection, both change. That's the healthy process. We grow, we develop, and persons, people develop and grow with us, hopefully. Or we detach and we leave. And sometimes we have to detach and leave because that process for us of that friendship has not given us what we thought it was going to give us. And that's a hard one for any human being to detach from groups, from connections. We have to, unfortunately, isolate ourselves sometimes from those things in order to keep us safe, keep us feeling okay, feeling valued. Now, some people with friendships will dip in and dip out. They'll use you, in a sense. I don't mean necessarily physically. But they'll use you as a sounding block. And it's usually one way. And you know those kind of friendships. You'll start talking about yourself, something that's going through your world, your life, and very quickly, very, very quickly, they usually turn around to themselves. And they say, oh, yes, I did that, or I did that, or I had that, or this is why it was for me. Those kind of people need you to be their sounding block, to be their blank wall, as we call it in counselling, just to dump stuff. And that's fine. That's not a problem if that's what you know that relationship is. And as we go through those processes of dumping, then sometimes we feel kind of, what about me? What about this? What about what I'm saying? What about what about my importance in this process of connection? And maybe then you need to think, is this really what I want from this relationship? Or am I just being their dumping block to get rid of their feelings, emotions, you know, negative ones, in order to then feel better, you know? So friendships are many and varied. There isn't a right or wrong process with friendships. It's just how comfortable you feel in that connection. And if you don't feel comfortable, or if it's not producing the relationship you thought you were going to get or you wanted, then maybe you need to have an honest conversation with them and tell them that. It's not an easy one to do. 
because we don't want to rock the boat. We don't necessarily want them to reject us. So it's a very hard conversation to have. But in future podcasts, I talk about how to have those conversations in a more informative, more non-conflict process in order to get that engagement. So when you're looking at your friendships, when you're looking at your connections, try and see what level of connection you're having. Whether it's appropriate, whether you feel safe with it, or you feel vulnerable with it. And as you do that, work on a process of realigning. Moving away from maybe changing it. Asking them to change it. But if they can't change it, you have to make a decision whether you want it in your life or your world again. And if you don't, then you will have to unfortunately detach from it. A lot of people say with Facebook, they kind of turn it off. They disconnect from it for a week. Because all these platforms can be very interesting, can be very rewarding, can give us lots and lots of information, which is helpful. But sometimes we kind of need to detach from that non-connective way and start talking to people, sharing things with people in reality, face-to-face, over a coffee, over a drink, over a meal, and have personal, engaging contact with humans. Sometimes we live our worlds remote, distant, not physically, not connected in those kind of ways. Which is fine, because some people we can't connect with closely. They may be in another country. They may be in another part of the country and we can't get to them as easy as we like. So these kind of processes are good for that. They help us to retain and connect and have those relationships. But we also need relationships that do have that over a coffee, over a meal, socialising process. We need to have a balance with it. So if you're out of balance and you don't like the way it's going, have a look and see what you'd like to get from it. Rebalance it and change it. And then have it the way that you feel comfortable. That's not being selfish. That's just having a good balance in your world and your life so if you're cooped up all day at work in your home as we are nowadays after covid then try to make your social life a bit more engaged a bit more outgoing a bit more a process of connecting with people and see what friendships you have and how you want those friendships to be hopefully that's given you some ideas some things to think about and ways to look at things in maybe a different way. Nothing is ever wrong. It's just the way you want it to be. But have the life you want, not the one other people think you should have. How does that sound? <laughs> 